This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. God, for the glory of his name, is reconciling and reclaiming all things to himself. He's just yearning for you. He's longing for you. He wants friendship and relationship with you. He needs you. Oh, you're breaking his heart. No, he's going to break you. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. This like when you say, I, I just can't believe in a God that would, you realize it doesn't matter. You don't get to define God. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us a man who knows the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God, that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Matter of Theology. Matter of Theology is a podcast production by Faithful Life Ministries where we address church and cultural issues from a biblical standpoint. We seek to bring you biblical truths despite what the popular movements of the day teach or those people that really believe you can be healed by touching a TV screen. No. <laughs> we are, yeah, we are on Patreon. So if you would like to partner with us, head on over to patreon.com slash matter of theology and become a subscriber. We've got some things on Patreon. Man, you know what? I may put this video on Patreon <laughs> just because of that. <laughs> Boys, I'm trying to get through Corona. Come on, cut me some slack. Josh is making sure that virus gets killed. Wait, <laughs> yeah, this is, is video? We're recording video? It, it records Always. video and audio. Oh, I did not sign that disclaimer. Or maybe <laughs> I did and I didn't read it. <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, but oh if, you, if you become a Patreon, we've got, uh, we're starting a Bible study through Hebrews. We've yeah. got one video up. We're putting another one up. And then I've got a, a lesson on there on how to study the Bible. You uh, read it. You read it. Most people just don't read it. That's the problem. Or, or does it read you? Ooh, touche. Oh, touche. Hey. Mm. Dr. Lawson said the more you read the Bible, the more it reads you. That's right. Oh. That's right. But if you would also like to donate the conventional way, uh, reach out to us um, because Faithful Life Ministries is a nonprofit organization. So your donation is tax deductible. That's Fax always your checks. Good. That's right. Fax them. Yeah. Because who we faxes faxes. anymore? Well, well yeah, because government. and who writes yeah. checks anymore? We have to that, fax them right that's now. A better question. Yeah. But on right today's now, show, to. we are going to be dun, talking dun, dun. about we're going to be talking about coronavirus. Because COVID everyone else 19. is COVID nineteen. Right. That's right. Everyone else is doing it. We might as well do it. You know, if everybody else jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, would you do it too? That depends. How tall is it? No, 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 no. It depends on what's at the bottom. Hmm. Water. If there's something worth it down there, I'm jumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what what a what a crazy time. Um, you know, I, I was uh, talking to uh, a gentleman today, and uh, uh, <laughs> the conversation actually got a little. 
a little heated on his end. Uh, uh, and, and the reason for that, he, I, for those of you who don't know, I work for a, a company that's a premium service provider for Apple. And uh, uh, you know, Apple stores have shut down in the United States. They have just finally reopened in China. And, uh, and, and because of the, the coronavirus and, and the spread and the pandemic, um, all of Apple's parts and devices are made in China. So their turnaround times for repairs right now are, as you can imagine, uh, upwards of four plus weeks. And, uh, and, and, and this gentleman, <laughs> this gentleman implied that he was more important than me because he needed his phone. And well, if he didn't have his phone, then how are people going to get a hold of him in case of an emergency? Um, and, uh, and so just, you know, it's just one of those things that, uh, that, that when you, I, he and I were talking and after he took a deep breath and calmed down, it's just like all of this just started in the United States. I mean, we've been hearing about coronavirus for weeks and weeks and weeks, but it was a week ago tomorrow that, uh, when we were recording this, that schools in, in the, in the Metro Atlanta, uh, Georgia area started closing down. Um, and I mean, bars and restaurants and Starbucks and Chick-fil-A are to go and drive through only. And, um, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, I'd never thought that I would ever experience something like this in my lifetime. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 I'm, uh, I'm 20 minutes from where it, I mean, it started in China, but I'm 20 minutes to where the outbreak happened at the, uh, the assisted living in Kirkland, Washington. Yeah. And actually the church that I go to, uh, ministers there a lot. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's Washington up here in Washington. It's, uh, it's getting, it's getting crazy. People are, um, people are, people are freaking out. You can't find toilet paper anywhere. No, it's for one thing. same here. Yeah. Um, which makes no sense. Uh, it's just stupid. Hoarding is stupid. If you, if you're listening to this, hoarding is stupid. Stop it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Think things are, things are nuts. Things are crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so one of the things that, uh, <clears throat> that, we need to address or that especially Chris and I feel need to address is how the church should respond in these instances, because churches are closing down, right? They're, they're, they're not meeting on Sunday mornings uh, for corporate worship. Uh, they're resort, resorting to alternatives uh, such as live streams. Uh, so, so really the question that we should seek to answer is how should the church respond at this time? Yeah, I, you know, uh, well, I was going to actually start with the individual. We can start, we can start with the church and then move out from there. Um, uh, you know, first what's interesting is you see, um, you see the government, you see the CDC, you see the world health organization and, all saying things, you know, it started with, you know, no gatherings over 250 plus people. And then now, as of the recording of this, uh, it's saying 10 people, uh, less than 10 people. Uh, and in fact, in that, at my job, we, we just had a meeting this afternoon and we're told that if there are more than, than 10 people total in your store, uh, politely and asked just, hey, we're trying to keep to the CDC rules and uh, and, and suggestions and just going to have to ask you to wait outside. Now we're in an outdoor mall, um, you know, so, so it's, it's not, it's not, you know, atrocious to ask somebody to do that. But, um, 
you know, you, you, you're basically being told in some states, uh, you know, I don't know, California was told that it's banned, uh, that you can't have any gatherings over 250 people. Um, and, and in Georgia, it hasn't reached that point yet. It's not. Uh, and in fact, our governor just said today that, um, you know, we don't want to ban that because we don't want, you know, we want people to heed those warnings. And so but we, and we don't want to overreach with those warnings, which I think is very wise on his part um, for saying that. But but how should the church respond? And so the first question that I wrote down is we, we have to ask this question. You know, why are we being asked not to gather together? Is it for our protection and for the protection of our neighbors, or is it to silence our message? And you, and, and you have to exercise uh, discernment um, to answer that question. And, and, and so, and, and, and Scripture speaks to, um, there, there are two specific instances, uh, just very, very quickly, and um, that scripture speaks to the first of which you find in Acts chapter four, Peter and John are arrested. Um, there in Acts four, uh, and I'm going to start reading in verse 13. Uh, and it says this, um, now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus and seeing the man, who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in reply. But when they ordered him to leave the council, they began to confer with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For the fact that a noteworthy miracle has taken place through them is apparent to all who live in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it will not spread any farther among the people, let us warn them not to speak no longer to any man in this name. What name? In the name of Jesus. Verse 18, and when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or to teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them and said, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. So, uh, and you see something similar in, in Acts chapter 5 and verses 27 through 32. Um, and, and you see, you know, you see the same response. The, the high priest questioned, uh, questioned the, the apostles and in and, and verse, uh, verse 28 saying, we gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name. And yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teachings and intend to bring this name's, this man's blood upon us. And Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. So in this situation, th this was a situation where the apostles were asked to stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, to stop sharing the message of what Christ had done. They were, the high priests and the government officials were trying to silence the substance of the message. Mm -hmm. um, that's not what is happening here uh, in our country in 2020. So far. So far. So <laughs> so far. Um, not saying that it wouldn't, um, but what's happening here is we see a case of the and, and this, this may rub people the wrong way, uh, but it's the truth that the government, governments are set up, they are an institution of God in the very same way that marriage is an institution of the Lord. And the purpose of the government is to protect. That, that's it, to, to, mm -hmm. to, to protect from harm. 
Um, and so really, this is an instance where the church should respond, as we see in Romans 13. So it says, <clears throat> Romans 13 says, every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. Uh, for the rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Uh, do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. So, so, so the whole point there, and 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 First Peter two, uh, Peter speaks to this as well. Be in submit, be in submission. Peter says to to every human institution, and so this is an obvious case of the institution of the government doing exactly what you know for the most part. I mean, I'm I know, I'm sure I'm sure there are exceptions, doing exactly what it was created to do. Uh, so this is from the church's standpoint a Romans thirteen situation. Mm -hmm. Kind of First Peter two, where you're in submission to that. So go ahead, man. What you got? Yeah. So the the government, as you mentioned, is instituted by God, yeah. uh, and God ultimately is the one who raises up its leaders. Now, he, God raises up leaders for one of two things: either to bless a nation or to judge a nation. But the the ruling authority of of every government, no matter where it is, it their purpose and goal as set forth by God, is they're supposed to govern according to God's law. Now, what we are supposed to do, we are, we are supposed to come under submission to that authority, except in times when they go against God's law, which is, which is what we see in Acts 4 and 5. We see they were actually trying to stifle the message of God and right. come against God's law. So when that happens, what did they do? They went against the governing authority. What we're doing or what we, we see faithful churches doing like that of, of Grace Community uh, with the message that Phil Johnson put out is it's we're submitting to the government and, and their recommendation as a way of loving our neighbor as ourself. Right, right, absolutely. I mean, because you look at so you, again, this this is this goes back to discernment. This goes back mm -hmm. to uh, elders uh, and and the purpose of a plurality of elders. And um, I very much appreciated and and continue to appreciate the example of multiple faithful churches and faithful elders that we see uh, out there who have who have weighed what's going on. They've weighed the facts. Uh, they have yes consulted scripture, but they're also consulting otherwise counsel. Uh, they're consulting the CDC, they're consulting the World Health Organization, they're consulting government officials, uh, because ultimately in a situation like this, when something is declared a pandemic, um, th that's what you have to do. And, you know, it's so interesting watching uh, the shade that is thrown, um, you know, from those inside, uh, inside the church on social media, oh, you're neglecting gathering together and and yeah, that's a sin and, and uh, all this stuff. And I'm just like, no, 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 it's not. That, that's called being wise and exercising mm -hmm. proper discernment. Yeah. Because, you know, when you look at the facts of this virus, when you look at the facts of COVID-19 and what and who it's affecting, the, it has the most critical, uh, as far as when you look at the percentage of 
who's affected and how, uh, you know, the, the most critically affected are the elderly mm-hmm. and or uh, those with underlying respiratory and medical conditions that affect your respiratory system, cardiovascular system, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, the, 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 there's, there was a story circulating here in Metro Atlanta of a gentleman who was 45 years old and in critical condition with coronavirus. And, but at the very bottom of the article, one of the last things it says is, oh, by the way, he has double pneumonia. And it's like, well, yeah. So if he gets it, the, the symptoms are going to affect him a whole lot harder. So as a way of loving your neighbor, this is just one way of loving your neighbor is going, you know what, I'm, I'm just going, and I was, I, you know, my wife and I were kind of joking around about the term social distancing, but we're going to, we're going to do it at the, at the suggestion of, uh, of the government authorities and following suit um, by, by the example that we see in the church, right? We as believers need to, you know, Paul, Paul to, told the, the, the church to follow him as he follows Christ. Right, we are told to uh, to emulate the faith of uh, of those in our charge, um, and and so that's one of the reasons that it's crucial. This is a wonderful time for the church to respond the way that she is supposed to, um, in, in a way that submits to the government, submits to the authorities, uh, doesn't protest, um, and and now notice too. Uh, you know, Drew, to, to your point, we were talking a couple of days ago about, you know, the need for clarity, uh, that sometimes you'll have pastors or, or somebody that, you know, get on a video and, and say something like, hey, we're just going to submit to the government. We're just going to submit to the government. Um, you know, well, you also have to be careful with that mm-hmm. and with, with just blindly saying that uh, because what happens, what happens that day that we are told? Um, you know, Hey, stop, stop preaching, stop preaching his name as, as, as John and Peter were told. So, but notice, notice the way that Peter and John responded. They say, they say, you have to decide whether or not it's right for you. As for us, Mm -hmm. we will not stop preaching what we've heard. So what, what they're saying there is they're accepting the consequences. If you're going to dissent, you have, have to, to accept the consequences. the consequences. That's right. And that's one of the things I loved about, and I know we mentioned Phil and, and Grace, I, you know, it's no secret that, that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that appreciates their leadership. And, um, one of the things that somebody asked Phil Johnson on Twitter, they said, Hey, you know, uh, did you ever find out what the consequences would be if you went against that ban? And Phil said, I thought about that and I asked and no one could tell me what the consequences were. And that was, that was, that was before Sunday of this past week. So I don't know if he did, but but I guarantee you in that meeting of that many elders, because they have a lot of elders, that, that, you know, that conversation came up. Hey, do we, do we go ahead and gather and just say, hey, if you don't feel safe, stay at home. We're going to live stream it. Um, don't feel like you have to, but, but we're still going ha- to gather. Is there anything wrong with that? I don't think so. But they said, hey, we want to exercise proper, here's the word, submission. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's that's something I think the church has a problem, or pe- I'll say people within the church has a has a problem with a with proper submission, because especially when it comes to things like governing authorities, because we view the government as though they're trying to continually oppress us, right? Yeah. But at the same time, we're commanded by God to submit to the authorities. Now, there's going to be unjust judges. 
There's Correct. going to be unjust laws, right? right? And, and we have tons of those in America. But at the same time, we still have, have to weigh uh, using wisdom and discernment how we respond to those things, right? Laws are set up ultimately for our benefit and the protection of people, right? Right, right. Well, and when you look at, when you look at, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned the elders uh, and, and, you know, elders in the church and pastors in the church need to, uh, they set the example and here's why. Check this out. This is Titus chapter three says, uh, remind them to be, and and, and this is entitled godly living. And so Paul writes to Titus and he says, remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient uh, to and to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration. Mm-hmm. There it is, yeah. For all men, right? So that's why we submit. That's why, and 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 I I applaud again. I, I applaud all of those elders out there and all of those pastors out there who have done this and done so and done it well because because you've set the example. Now I, I'll say this. You know, pastors, uh, don't neglect or disconnect from your people. You know, th- this is an opportunity to work and to show your love and care for the flock of God. First Peter five, utilize technology. Don't run from it. Utilize it. Embrace it. Skype, Zoom, Facebook, grab a pen, write some handwritten notes to people, get on social media, um, you know, by, by all means necessary. First Peter five, right? Shepherd the flock of God among you by whatever yeah. means you can. Yeah. Let me, uh, you know what? Uh, you looking for a book? Yeah. I think it's on that bookshelf over there, but, um, it, it's, it's called, um, letters of, of Robert Murray McShane. And, and what it is, is it's a small little book, but there was a time where Robert Murray McShane had to be, uh, he, he couldn't fulfill his duty as pastor. He, could, he couldn't preach in his church because he was sick. And that time where he, he wasn't in the pulpit and he was, he was basically on bed rest being sick, he would write letters to people in his congregation. Hey, I heard about this. You know, let me talk to you in this. Uh, and he would write these letters to them and have a correspondence back and forth. He was still shepherding them, even though he couldn't physically get up and go tend to them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, you know, um, so I, I think, I mean, I think it's important for that. I think it's important that the pastors and shepherds uh, do that. I mean, there, there's so many ways to, to, to connect and, um, you know, I, I, I would... I would say be careful, um, be, be, be careful in, in, in what you're doing, uh, to, to, you know, don't, don't just do something to do it, but let there be purpose behind it. Um, I know that's kind of vague, but you know, don't just record a video or because uh, you feel you need to record a video. Right. Correct. Uh, I mean, l- l- be, be purposeful. Um, you know, uh, and, and ultimately, man, look, I, you know, guys, I, I kind of think, um, you know, I, I kind of think something that that I think will the Lord will has already uncovered in this is that each of us could do a better job of communicating with one another, and uh, and and how we spend our time. I, I think that's that, that that's one of the biggest things. I mean, it's you, you look at church. Speaking, of, you know, we're still talking about churches. So, but you look at churches that are 
all of a sudden now starting to do things that they weren't doing before they could have right. been doing. The you know, things they should have been doing. Right. right. You know, I'll leave it there. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go any farther than that. But, um, but yeah, just be purposeful and be careful um, uh, with, with that. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll say this, and I think these guys would agree with me, you know, doing the video stuff, doing the live streaming, it does not replace uh, in normal circumstances the, the gathering together with the saints um that the command to do so um is 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 in scripture for a reason the physical gathering together if unless you can't from a health standpoint that that's a different story um but uh but yeah i mean that's josh let's, uh, you've been unusually yeah. quiet yeah let's <laughs> no, I, just, I honestly here. no i honestly think that any of the pastors and stuff like that that are deciding to cancel services or to stop services should, I mean, it should, the qualification should probably be called into question, to be honest. I'm kidding. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I, oh. I, I saw their faces just go, Oh man. <laughs> you just completely undid everything we were talking about. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you guys. I think, um, I think one thing that I hope that comes from, all of this obviously is that the church is strengthened right but but how how that happens one is is you know through the live streams or through the audios or whatever churches are doing to to try to supplement right and some churches are yeah 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 whatever the means like i hope one of the things we come away with is is how awful that is <laughs> yeah and how good it is to meet together yeah. in yeah. church yeah Right now, yes, we're we're in a weird time. We're in an unprecedented time, at least in America and our generation for our ch for churches. We don't we we've never done this before, right? This is weird. There's stuff we got to figure out, and there's going to be bumps, and there's going to be there's going to be issues that need to be ironed out. And some churches are going to handle it better than others, and some congregations are more suited to it than others. But I, you know, I really hope that at the end of this, or or even now, that we're starting to see, starting to feel, and starting to understand the importance of gathering with the saints and how that tangible, not just online, uh, but that, that tangible relational aspect of gathering together and how important that is. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be rough. I don't know how long this thing, I know in Washington now, I mean, yeah, the band's down to like 10 people. So my, yeah, same here. my church isn't, my church isn't gathering on Sunday mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and I'm already disappointed. Like I'm already feeling the weight of that, of not seeing my brothers and sisters and fellowshipping with them and experiencing the Lord's supper with them like that. That's going to hurt. And that's not going to be fun. Isn't it amazing how much you don't realize how much you take stuff for granted until you d can't do it. Yeah, no, th yeah. But that, I mean, that's exactly true. Right. And I think, yeah, I think churches that are, that are willing and churches that are going through, you know, abiding by the recommendations that the CDC and the government's put out. I think, yes, I think that is the correct response. Um, I would say I have seen something that I do not think is wise that I have seen. I have seen some churches, not all of them, but I have seen some churches just stop everything altogether yeah, I have to. and say, okay, you know, we'll, we'll start meeting again when this whole thing is over. Right. The problem with that is that we don't know one, how long this is going to go. And two, you know, and a lot of them are like, okay, you know, we're going to, we're going to not meet for two weeks and then we're going to reevaluate. 
if you don't do something in the meantime, have some sort of supplementary, um, some sort of supplementary means of communicating with your church and providing them this, you know, providing them the teaching of the word, having some sort of community, even mm-hmm. if it's just virtually, it's going to be so difficult to get back to get started up again. <laughs> I think it's irresponsible. I, 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 as a, as a pastor and as a shepherd, I mean, I think that's incredibly irresponsible. I, I won't say, I, I won't say who this is, but I am going to read something um, that when I when I saw this, uh, and this this is from a, a, a pretty well known uh, pastor who who I, I respect tremendously and and lo- love love this man. Um, so um, hang on, let me let me get to it. Uh, so Kenneth Cope. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, and I may not be able to find it just on the spot. Uh, cause I was, uh, hang on, hang on. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Uh, but you know what? Well, while I'm looking for that, um, I, I mean, you know, that, that, that's not look, look at, look at, look at the word picture of, uh, of a shepherd, right. Or not mm-hmm. word picture, but the illustration of a shepherd, uh, a shepherd's not going to, I mean, when it comes to protecting and feeding the flock, a shepherd's going to do whatever's necessary, whatever's yeah. necessary. And, um, so, uh, you know, th- there was, I can't find it now, but basically I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. So basically what ended up happening is, oh, here we go. Here we go. Somebody asked him that th- this guy got on Twitter and, and just said, Hey, you know, we're suspending services. Let's pray for uh, God's mercy and grace uh, on us and our community for these days. And, and this is this super long letter uh, that the pastor wrote. And somebody asked him, um, you know, thank you for sharing this. You know, the only thing I wondered about this is why not live stream messages for the edification of the saints at this trying time? And this person said, and I quote, and it's still on Twitter. So I'm going to read it because it's public. Because a video of a sermon is not a substitute for a covenanted congregation assembling together and all the various means of God's grace in that. I think it would be healthier to respect God's strange providence in a period of abstinence from meeting together. Close quote. So I agree with half that statement. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. The first half. Yes. The yes. first half. Yeah. The, the um, first sentence is, is correct. The first sentence is correct. Fantastic. I completely agree. Video church um online church uh is not church i'm sorry it's yeah not. yeah um, listening to it's a not. sermon it's not that mm-hmm. is no substitute um Correct. but that does not mean you know it doesn't mean that you you it doesn't mean that you sacrifice one thing for right. another <laughs> right. right it's like yeah that is truly throwing the baby out with the bathwater well it is you know and to and to say here's the thing to say that god's providence somehow is commanding you to do something that god says not to do right like you can't do that. god's not saying don't god's not saying don't gather together online (laughs) no no yeah has god allowed the coronavirus and has god allowed governments and institutions Mm -hmm. to do this absolutely he is sovereign in every way shape and form Uh, i love what aw pink says about god's sovereignty he says that god's sovereignty is his supremacy exercised so so it's Yes, this this is part of his sovereignty and supremacy, uh, absolutely. But that does not mean that he wants us to abstain 
from all sorts of gathering because we can't physically be together when he has allowed the means and the technology where we can still gather together. And, and someone continued to ask this man, you know, is there a practical theological reason why you aren't live streaming? He said, yep, a providential time of abstinence could be good. Uh, uh, chastening soul benefits more useful than a part of a service people may mistake for a substitute many benefits of the assembly could usefully be mourned over appreciated and longed for here's what's going to happen yeah go ahead their their people are just going to become if they're those that are already lazy they're going to become even lazier because yeah. they're not going to they're not going to dig into scripture on their own they're not going to well, take this time and well i mean s- some of them might but yeah i think well, I think, well yeah that's why I, I think, that's why i meant just i said just the ones who are lazy who are already right, lazy. Right, right. but the I ones think, that who are lazy th- this is where this is where you from a live stream and this is just my opinion i'm nobody i have no influence so so we'll just leave it at that um th- this is where sorry this is where you as a pastor go, you get on live stream and you, you are clear, right? Clear communication. You say, this is not a substitute. You say, I hope this makes all of us, as we were just talking about, I hope this makes us long for the time that we can get back together as the assembled saints of God. So, and then you talk, this is not a substitute, but however, we care about your spiritual well-being, especially in this time. Look at the fear <laughs> that has gripped the nation, um, you know, yeah. especially during this time. Give people the word. Go ahead, Josh. Sorry, man. Didn't get oh, talk. no, no, no. I was going to say, and, and some, some practical steps, too, because, you know, we, you don't want to, yeah, you want to provide people with some practical things to do. So yes, we are not meeting currently. We can't, um, you know, or we'll be breaking the law, right? So, so we're going to obey our governing authorities. We're going to uh, do the online, you know, watch sermons, um, things like that in your home. But do not neglect or forsake your church family in this. We live Absolutely. in 2020 in, a, in an age where literally it is one click away to be able to communicate with somebody. Look at what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And we, and we're across the country from each other. Right. So the people that are in your church family, those that you fellowship with, right. Take extra care during this time to be fostering and strengthening your relationship with them. Yeah. Give them a call, give them text, FaceTime, you know, uh, Facebook, what, whatever it is, Marco find Polo. ways, Marco Polo. Yeah. Marco Polo is great. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Right. Find ways. And it's not hard to find ways. Like yeah. we just listed off like 20 different ways to do it. Find ways to continue to communicate, to continue to have community and to have relationships. You can do sure. Bible studies over zoom. You can have prayer meetings over Zoom or, yeah. or Skype, right? You can still have that and have that in the midst of us not actually being able to physically be together, right? That's right. So, That's right. so we need to be doing that still. That's right. Like, let's not get, let's not ourselves get lazy and just because, well, we're not meeting. Mm. So, so, so everything's off. No, 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 no. It is so much more important now that you don't have that time every week set aside for this. 
We don't have that right now. So we need to be working extra hard to make it happen. Well, here's, here's right. the question I would ask to the, the people that are not meeting. When you don't meet, and Josh, this, this question is inspired by something you said earlier. When we're not meeting, does your soul long for it? Yeah. If, if, you, say, if, you, if you say, you know, it's Sunday and I'm fine just sitting in my pajamas, kicking back on the couch. Yep. I would say, let's talk, right? right? But I mean, if you're, if it's Sunday and you're longing to gather right. the brethren to sit under the preached word. Amen. I think, yeah. I, I think that's a good, a good place to be because we, you know where your heart is. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's a, that, that's a, that's a good word, man. And that's, I mean, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's a great reminder. Um, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking back to something too. Um, you know, uh, Josh, something you said is, uh, you know, reach out and connect. Um, you know, I, there, one of the things that I had written down for us, us talking tonight is, um, you know, how we, we keep, we keep hearing, you know, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. So, but what are some practical ways you can do that? So there were a couple of things that I wanted to share, um, and, 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 and something that we're, you know, that, that we can all do. Uh, and Josh, one of the first ones is just exactly what you said is reach out and reach, reach out to people. There's no excuse, um, in 2020 for us not to be reaching out to one another. Right. Uh, if there are elderly members of your church, uh, that, you know, have underlying health conditions with, with weaker immune systems, reach out to them. Um, you know, uh, if you're at home and, uh, you know, uh, offer to help babysit kids, you know, are, are there people around you that you can serve all while speaking up the name of Jesus? Uh, one of our friends, um, Drew and I's friends, uh, Victoria Schneider, she, she put this, uh, she put this awesome list with a hashtag be the change. Uh, and, and, and two of those things I already, already read off, but then she said, she said, uh, support local restaurants by ordering takeout. If you feel comfortable, yeah, if you go, yeah, if you go yeah. out to eat, tip your servers. Well, uh, they will not have many customers mm -hmm. during this season, uh, bring packaged snacks and show extra kindness to the staff at grocery stores who are working so hard right now. Uh, don't feel guilty for staying home to protect your family. Don't feel guilty about that at all. Uh, making sack lunches for those children who will not get lunch or many meals now that school's not in session. Uh, be respectful of the fact uh, uh, of the fact that people have lost loved ones from this. You know, I mean, yes, the percentage is small, but people have died from this. Mm -hmm. uh, point people to hope instead of fear. Uh, wash your hands as much as possible. Pray, 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 and again, pray. And I'm going to add one here because I know Drew, you wanted to kind of talk about this, and we will. But um, give zero dollars to faith healers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. no, to, to go back to that list, to go back to, to Victoria's list, you know, that, that right there demonstrates the heart of a servant. Yeah. And, and she messaged me today actually saying, um, you know, what can, what are some things that, that she can do to show appreciation to people like myself who, who are delivery drivers, right? Mm. We, we deliver packages and, and, really delivery drivers that service is, is one of the only businesses that's still in full force going out. 
you know, yeah. day in and day yeah. out. You and I both, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, it's like the whole country is going to stop. And then the only people going to be yeah. working are first responders, yeah. hospitals, and delivery drivers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but, you know, and th- but that was the thing. You know, she reached out to say, how can I serve, you know, these, you know, people that do what you do? Um, and I just gave her, gave her some practical things and, and, um, and then I gave her some tips as well as receiving packages, some things. Um, and yeah. she, and she kind of blew awesome. me away was like, well, this is what I do. And I was like, yeah, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, you want to talk about redeeming the time. I mean, if you're stuck at home and so we've talked about the church and, um, you know, but family time, uh, make the best use of the time. You know, Paul said in Ephesians five, making the most of your time because the days are evil watch your screen time uh you know watch how much you're on i mean yeah there's some good stuff and 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 unplug and turn the news off and turn social media off and and but uh but watch your screen time you know pray and read albert moeller in the briefing said you know there are good books still to be read and a whole bible that desires to be studied and uh um you know and then yeah love your neighbor you know look at look at the ways that you can do that um in ways that you can reach out to them, you know, from an individual standpoint, you know, I'll, I'll say this, don't, don't worry. Don't fret. Um, don't do that. It is a sin to do so. Um, and I was, you know, that, t- today, Dustin Binge actually posted, he said, you know, yeah, I, saw uh, oh, I was, I was watching or listening to, to the news talk about the coronavirus. Yeah. And then I heard a bird chirping and it reminded me that God feeds the sparrow. That's right. Well, that's exactly where I was going to go. You know, Matthew 6, uh, 25, starting at verse 25, for this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on is is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air uh, Mm -hmm. that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you by being worried can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about the, about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, do not worry then saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. We're going to come back to that for a second. Uh, For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has a day of uh, enough trouble of its own. So a couple of things real quick about that. Uh, verse 27. And, and, and who of you by being worried can add a single hour to his life? Well, actually being worried and having anxiety takes away from life. It's a proven scientific mm-hmm. fact that it shortens life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, so don't worry. And then I, I think about this, you know. My wife pointed this out on Sunday. We were listening to Dr. MacArthur exposit this very passage of scripture. And it says, for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. So she had me pause, John, and she said, you know, what a good point. 
for all of us who are in Christ and for all of us who may look at this like I did at first and, and just roll my eyes, honestly, and, and just, just being real here, I did. I rolled my eyes and my like, people need to calm down and this is ridiculous, but she brought up a good point. Again, as most wives do, very wise. Um, you know, she said, you know, look at all the people that are acting this way. And most of them are unbelievers. So they're pagans in the sight of God. And so they, they worry and eagerly seek all these things, as the scriptures say. And so you see people eagerly panicking because they have no hope. Mm-hmm. This life is all they have. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that our citizenship is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so she brought up a great point about being patient with those people and, yeah. And so I remember that today as that guy was yelling at me earlier about his yeah. phone. So. Yeah, well, let's, <laughs> so. I mean, you know, let's, because that's a good point, because let's now move into talking about the sovereignty of God. Ooh, okay. Because one of the things that especially, especially Christians forget is that God is sovereign. That's right. He, not just over salvation, but he is sovereign over even a virus. I mean, he, he is in control. Right. And yeah, we forget ab- that. In absolute control uh, of all things. Right. He, um, he is upholding <laughs> upholding all things. I feel like we just talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to become a Patreon supporter to read that. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> we, 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 I, I'm trying to talk Drew into releasing at least the audio because it's there's just... the plug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so So check this out, okay? Uh, the sovereignty of God, right? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make Josh's day right here. I'm going to quote the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Yes. He's, he says, uh, quote, there is no attribute more comforting. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. He's got to get a pipe. You got to get the pipe. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, he's ready. Ahead. All right, cool. Go ahead. Quote, there is... That's... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, my phone's blowing up right now. Um, so there's no attribute quote, there is no attribute more comforting to his children than God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Under the most adverse circumstances, in the most severe trials, they believe that sovereignty, capital S, has ordained their afflictions, that capital sovereignty overrules them, and that capital sovereignty will sanctify them all. There is nothing for which the children ought more earnestly to contend than the doctrine of their master over all creation, the kingship of God over all the works of his own hands, the throne of God and his right to sit upon that throne. On the other hand, there is no doctrine more hated by worldlings, no truth of which they have made such a football as the great, stupendous, but yet most certain doctrine of the sovereignty of the infinite Jehovah, period, close quote. And then and he goes on to say that the sovereignty of God is the pillow of peace on which the Christian rests his head. That's right. That's right. Right. And, and, and to put that into perspective, I want to share with you guys a really cool story, something that happened to me today, today, that I think encapsulates this very well. Um, and oh boy, we're already at 52 minutes. Okay. I will make okay. it short. <laughs> it's going to be a um, long one. It's going to be, long. we got a lot of things to cover with this. Um, I was, so all of the restaurants, all of the bars, everything shut down. Most businesses are shut down in the town that I'm into. 
um, Everett has told all businesses to basically like stop it. Right. So the place I normally go to get my hair cut shut down. Right. So the guy who normally cuts my hair gives me a, uh, calls me and says, Hey man, I'm setting up in my house. If you still want to get a haircut. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I want to support, he's probably not getting many people. So I want to support that. Um, I, in the midst of everything, guys, in the midst of viruses, this Corona economic, like roller coasters in the midst of all of that, I got to share the gospel with my barber today and he wants to meet to talk oh, about it more because awesome. he's never heard the gospel presented uh, like it was. Mm. Jesus is in control Amen, and his work, the work of the gospel can not the gates of hell itself or the coronavirus itself will not stand against Jesus building his church. Amen. Come on. Right. And that is like, we need to blow this up a little bit into, into get a better perspective. And it's just that this is a very small thing. Yes. Can it Absolutely. be scary? Yes, sure. it, it is scary. And it's, and it's frustrating and it's inconvenient, but Jesus Christ and his gospel, the mission doesn't change. Right. Even in the midst of all this, we see the gospel do what the gospel does. Come on. Man. Right. So we need to have that perspective and understand that, look, we, our mission here hasn't changed. We're not That's here to right. fill our cabinets with toilet paper and water bottles. Mm -hmm. We're here mm -hmm. to love our family, to love our church and to love our neighbor. Those That's that we right. interact That's with right. as ourselves. That's, right. That's yeah, what well, we need to be doing. Come on, man. Yeah. Our, yep. Man. Come on. That's yeah, awesome. In this, in, in this time, we should really, really be focusing on the gospel and we should be seeing how God God's work in this. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there because, and this could be uncomfortable for some people because either God caused the disease to, to come forth or, or he allowed it to come forth either way. He's sovereign over it, but just, let's just think of in terms of America. Okay. America has done plenty of things that deserve the judgment of God. Yeah. And coronavirus itself could be a form of judgment on America. I don't think you need to say could be. Okay. The, the, it is. Because it, well, okay. So, so and, and you don't need to say could be because it is. It, it absolutely yeah. is. And sure. so, and the law and the gospel, right? The, the, the law state the way, states the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. The reason that we have disease in that's this right. world yes. Yes. is the wages the of sin, the fall. Mm -hmm. That's why we have this. So, mm -hmm. again, Josh, to your point, keep it in perspective, right? Not trying to be insensitive at all to anybody who would ever hear this who has anyone affected by this, uh, whether that be health-wise or financially, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. Um, however, we have to remember that this is nothing in comparison to what's coming. That's right. I will say that. And, and to Josh, to your point, you know, you're able to, you're able to go and to share the gospel with a guy who cuts your hair today because he's never heard, probably never heard the full gospel. Mm. And he's probably never been as open to it as he is right now because there is a fear mm -hmm. of, 
there, there is an there is a, a a a finite mentality. The brevity of life is something that we're seeing a lot. I've seen it a lot around me in the last two weeks, um, and been reminded of that. So, I mean. I mean to 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 quote to, to quote something that our pastor said today. I mean, the the, the you know the, the the harvest is there. Uh, I mean, people's hearts are going to be possibly more open and receptive uh, to the gospel, which is why we, you know one of the things I I wrote down six things uh, just for individuals uh, and and families and churches to remember. Number one is our mission and commission is the gospel, mm-hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so Drew, man, to, to what you were just saying, to what I just kind of jumped off of there. Um, yes, I mean, I, all disease is is brought about because of the wages of sin. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether or not it's specific intended purposes, you know, you've got a lot of people right now that are talking about, hey, if I mean, I saw this today, and it's true, but I'm like, it made you cringe. But I didn't. I couldn't decide if it made me cringe because of the truthfulness of it, or because of just what it said. It said that if the coronavirus caused Planned Parenthood to shut down for two weeks, coronavirus just saved more lives than it's taken so far. And I was well, you like, don't Whoa. see. You don't really see coronavirus <laughs> killing babies, do you? No. So, but again, it's but yeah, yeah Josh. But, <laughs> but look at. But still, look at. What it should do is it should cause us as a nation to repent because we are a nation that does kill millions of babies. We're a nation that has redefined and profaned marriage. We're a nation that allows for craziness like transgenderism to run wild. We're not just a nation; it's a society. It's world. It's, it is a society, but it's I'm, the whole I'm, human race. It is, but I'm speaking more specifically in terms of America, um, and we allow this atrocity of allowing children to decide at a young age whether or not they want to be a boy or a girl. I mean, we have got some craziness going on and it is all worthy of judgment from god yeah no and and i i i agree with all that i might not be as far down the road as as seeing quote-unquote natural disasters or viruses as as i think what what most would call oh it's the judgment of god on the gays you know i'm i'm, I'm not I'm, I'm probably not that that i'm not far, laughing but, at what you said but how right, you said it was oh yeah <laughs> Right, but what what I do agree with is is look look at look at the opportunity here, guys, and listeners. Right, look at like I think Chris, well, I think both you guys were saying like people are scared. Yeah, people scared. are people don't know where to go. Like I cannot think of more fertile ground for the gospel to be planted than right now, when people are realizing that everything else in their life that they are used to putting trust into has now failed them their health their health and and their their ability to have a strong body failed them corona will take you down (laughs) it's stronger than you are right the economy it is a roller coaster oh yeah it's all over the place people are losing investments left and right sports Uh, gone don't get me started on that tom brady 
gone. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, work. Yeah, guys. Gone. I, I had a friend of mine who uh, he's a pastor at a church in in uh, Nebraska. He told me. Uh, he told me yesterday, two days ago that, um, they had to let four part-timers go at their church, you know, cause yeah. they're just, I, well, I mean, people are still going to give, but giving's down and, and right. well, he well, said, he said, even, we're basically just an online church right now. Well, yeah, no, exactly. And even, even, you know, pe people look to their friends and, and, and their social life as a means of sure, comfort. Sure. That's sure. gone. Sure. Right. Right. There is nothing that 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 the non-christian really has now to put yeah. trust in that has not been majorly threatened that's right the gospel yeah. is the remedy for that that's right yeah and what right? what we see due to all the panic due to all the chaos caused by panic again it affects people financially because because businesses close down because businesses still have to pay on rent for wherever whatever building they're leasing or things like that and they can't afford it so they have to let people go and those people sure. need money in order to pay for their mortgage and their sure. car payments and, sure. and support their families so well, look at Ligonier the Ligonier conference, you know, yeah. was, was supposed to yeah. take place. They canceled that. They had already paid for the venue. They had, oh, yeah. they, they had paid for all this stuff and they, they're thankfully, obviously T4G it's Lig just got canceled. I saw that too. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, thankfully with Ligonier, I don't know about T4G, but Ligonier, uh, they, they released saying, Hey, we're going to refund everybody's registration, full, full registration. There's not going to be no, you know, we're not going to keep anything because of whatever, but they did humbly ask like, Hey, look, I mean, this is, this is hurting us because, you know, we had to pay all this money out to, 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 to reserve this stuff. And now it's now it's gone. And so right. if you would could please consider, you know, leaving your registration or a portion of it, whatever portion you want to, yeah. to, you know, to, to help offset some of that cost. And, and thankfully, from what I understand, a lot of people are doing it. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just un, unprecedented times. I mean, so it's, the the the, the field is, how do you say, the field is ripe, right? The, mm -hmm. the harvest is ripe. And, this is where we as believers, uh, we, we need not, as Romans 1 says, we need not be ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God and the salvation. Um, so, so again, that's, that's our first thing. Our mission and our commission is the gospel. It is the law and the gospel. Uh, and then, you know, the, the second thing I wrote down was our hope and strength and confidence is in the Lord. You know, you look at, you look at Romans eight, nothing can separate us from him. Uh, Romans 11, you know, 33 through 36 and, uh, oh, the depth of the riches of both the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. And then verse 36 for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever. Uh, third, we submit to his will and his word, regardless of the consequence um, that means we work hard. We're not slothful. We're not sluggards. We're, you know, if you're, you're at home and, and, you know, you lost your job, I'm sorry. That doesn't give you, that doesn't give you a license to sit on your couch in a, or in a beanbag chair eating Cheetos playing Smash Brothers all day. That means you, you as a believer, especially, uh, share the gospel. You need to be pounding the pavement, providing, you know, looking for ways mm -hmm. to provide. Um, and fourth, pray, 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 and pray some more. Um, five, love your neighbor. 
We've talked about that. And then six, love your God, worship your God in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This did not catch him off guard. While all of us are going, holy crap, this is a lot that's happened in a week. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and continues to unfold on an hourly basis, on a daily basis. God is on his throne. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. Uh, that is not going to change. He is still the radiance of the glory of God, the exact representation of his nature. Um, and man, uh, don't, don't neglect that. So that was all I, yeah, I wanted to, I mean, as we move to, towards into, I guess, wrapping up, let's talk about the idea of churches that build themselves on healing people closing their healing room <laughs> do we have to wait wait josh do you still want what? your peace patch <laughs> yeah at this point i want uh, yeah i need some oil for my hands because it needs to be a little like yeah oh my gosh yeah. <sighs> You know, I'm just gonna say this. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna end go we're gonna end this podcast all cagey. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. It's not cagey. It's look. I know. Look, this is this is this is dealing with deception. Okay, okay, and and I'll say this. Steve Lawson preached an incredible sermon at Trinity Bible Church on Sunday, and he was in John seven talking about the courageousness of Jesus, and one of the things that he said is he did say, notice how. Jesus never talked to the common man, the poor man. Hang on, I got a cough. Corona. Um, <laughs> he said he never talked to the common man, the poor man, the sinner. Uh, he never talked to them like he talked to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious leaders, the hypocrites, the, mm -hmm. the brood of vipers, the whitewashed tombs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things that he said that I, I loved and I was grateful for, and Drew and I were texting about it because it was like, he just said, there should be a righteous indignation that fires up in us when there are those false teachers, false prophets, hypocrites who malign the word of God and cause damage and harm to the souls uh, of those created in the Imago Dei. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm adding some words to that, um, but, but the right, righteous indignation yeah. part he yeah. said. So, so good it needs to be cagey yeah because this is an issue well well here's well the issue is because you have those people that are that are parading around as though they are speaking on behalf of god right but all they're doing is they're they're aligning themselves with satan and they're actually keeping people away from the one true god so one of the things that we see if you cannot after this after what happened with Bethel closing its healing oh, rooms. If you cannot tell, He said the B word, Josh. He said the B word. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. If you cannot tell that that is a false ministry by now, after that, there's a problem. We need to have another talk, okay? We need to have a talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh loves Bethel. I mean, yeah. okay. Okay, so, so yes, exactly. And I mean, look at, we've all seen the memes in the video of Kenneth Copeland with his hand dipped in oil. Reach out. I'm not convinced it was oil. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I'm not know. convinced it was oil. I don't want to know, but you know what? If he, if those, if those minutes, and, and ultimately, man, okay, so Drew, to your point, um, 
yes, they are causing harm, but keep in mind, Scripture says that there are those who will search for those teachers who will satisfy the tickling That's of right. the ears. That's right. Yeah. So part of it is people are searching for that. Part of it is the deceived and the deceiver. Um, but man, if you are any sort of professing believer and, and you just, I mean, can't see that instead of going to hospitals, instead of going to China, for crying out loud, Paul Washer left Shepherd's Conference in the midst of everything that was going on in China with the coronavirus and took a team to China to preach the gospel and to teach pastors. He went to China to he's give people. Mm, yeah, I think they just got done. I think he's on the way back. Um, but that's, that's a true pastor mm -hmm. right there. Uh, Kenneth Copeland, Bill Johnson, no, Todd White, absolutely not. If they truly possessed the apostolic gift of healing, we aren't going to get into the continuation of cessationist talk topic right now. Again, we will, I'm sure, eventually. But And if they were truly possessed by the Holy Spirit, they would have compassion for their neighbor and gentleness and love, and they would go and heal people, and people would be healed immediately. Like Francis Chan said. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Francis Chan. I'm just making Josh's. You were like, you were like pushing all my buttons right now. He's like, just doing uh, this. He's just doing this. So. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, yeah, no, it like it. It's because I haven't Copeland, talked to you. Kenneth Copeland so taught. I know. I know. I, I'm feeling the love. No, like none of them are filled with the Holy Spirit in any way, shape, or form. None Amen. of them are believers. Come on. Right. It's like, it's just, it's not, it's the, they're charlatans that are using, that have found yep. a way to use the gospel to make a lot of money. And if it hadn't been the gospel, it would have been essential oils or it would have been like, I, I don't know, fill in the blank, whatever. They would have found a way to make a lot of money. It just happened to be televangelism that they ran into. So yeah, no, like if, if, if there's any, anybody with, the smallest <laughs> semblance of discernment or has cracked open their Bible once should be able to see through just the blatant deception of Bethel at, and Kenneth Copeland at this point. And if you, and if you, if you haven't, then yeah, it sadly at this point, it's, it's one of two things, either you're part of the problem and you actually agree with them. Yeah. Or you don't read your Bible and you don't read the Bible in the way that you should. And I say that in love because there are a lot of people that are honestly in the Bethel movement that think it's all about the gospel and they are deceived. Right. Right. And that's what happens when you're in a cult. But right. what gets you out of the cult is the true gospel. Right. So that's again, that's why the gospel needs to be centered in, in our dealings with people that are supporting men like Kenneth Copeland and Todd White and Bill Johnson and all of these charlatans who are using their platforms and the things that happen in the world to make money, whether they're trying to heal coronavirus or whether they're trying to raise a seven-year-old girl from the dead. Either way, you're hurting people. You're irresponsible, and it's going to be a very, very hot day in hell for you when you finally meet your maker, unless you repent and believe in the true gospel. Preach.
Okay. Like there's, I told you guys <laughs> that really we'd be consistent. Really I'm telling you, you, you guys, man, dang it. Okay. I got to go. Okay. Zen, <laughs> Spurgeon, <laughs> Luther, Calvin. No, not Luther. Luther's not going to help in this moment. <laughs> <Luther>. no. No. <laughs> well, he might if you want to get on the yeah. insult generator and throw yeah, some of those yeah. out there. Uh, you but know, there is uh, there is there is a quote from Luther, okay, during the Black Plague, and this is what it says. All right, this is was Luther's response to the plague. I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me and I have done what he has expected of me. And so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely as stated above. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolhardy, foolhardy and does not tempt God. Yeah, and that was going to be one of my last points is, you know, um, this isn't the first time in history that, that something like this has happened. You look at the the Spanish flu uh, 100, 102 years ago. Mm -hmm. You look at the Black Death, right? You 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 see throughout history that that, that stuff like this happens, and uh, and 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 one of the things that we should turn to, right? We 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 look to Scripture, obviously first and foremost. Spurgeon again, read many good books, but live in the Bible. Um, you absolutely do that, but look to church history. Look to the church fathers. Look at, uh, look to look to Luther. Calvin also had a lot to say. Uh, I, I cracked open institutes last night and uh, started flipping through, but uh, but it didn't bring it with me today. And and I was so busy at work today, I didn't have an opportunity really to to prepare like I normally do. But uh, but but there are there there are so many great uh, great things to read and encouragement right now. So if you're stuck at home. Redeem that, like I said this before, redeem the time with yourself and your family. Uh, get into the word, get into the word. Uh, you know, one of the things that we're talking about doing, and I didn't tell you these guys that I was going to talk about this, but Drew, I talked to you about it earlier. You know, we're thinking about trying to get together uh, and, and, and have as many of you that want to join up on Zoom with us one afternoon uh, just to have a conversation, uh, study some scripture together, talk about theology. Um, you know, do that. There, there. To Josh's point, there's so much that can be done right now, and I think, I think, one of the things that one of the many things that God is teaching us uh, through this is is really what what we do with our time, uh, either can be confirming or convicting. One of the two. So. I swear, if you guys make me cage in front of a live audience, I'm never speaking <laughs> to you again. <laughs> challenge accepted no it's just not gonna happen well and here's the thing guys Josh, like my my axe 29 network go oh, <laughs> wow you have hit literally all the buttons in this episode you know, i'm like elf when he hits <laughs> all like, the, yeah. the, the all the all the elevator buttons it's a christmas <laughs> tree <laughs>
sorry. Now, my, my, my practical sign off uh, is give to your churches, please. Oh, yes. Um, your churches, uh, need you, it. because we're not meeting, uh, your pastors and the workers there still need food. Uh, they still need to pay rent or their mortgages. They still need to be supported. The work of the church doesn't stop. In fact, if anything, the work of the church just increases, increases. like this. So we need to be supporting our local churches, wherever you go, find a way to continue to give, whether if you guys have an online option, fantastic, use that. If you're a little older church and you don't have an online option, figure out a way to get cash or drop checks. Drop by the office, whatever, yep, yeah. Drop by the office. Like most pastors are still going to their churches. They're still there. They're still helping people out. Um, but, but I know a lot of churches right now where – uh, because they've stopped uh, uh, meeting together, meeting together per government mandate, giving has gone way down. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. Our, our giving shouldn't stop because we're not tech, we're not meeting in the building, right? right? Church right. is not a building. We are the church. We Amen. need to be supporting Come each on. other. And there are men and women who are supported and yeah. are working for churches yeah. and that still need our help. Mm-hmm. So please do not neglect to be supporting your churches because it's your churches that are helping support other people. So please, please yeah. don't stop doing that. No, 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 no. Get, get out and serve, get out and love the, your, your community as well. I, my, my, my practical sign off is, is that, you know, if, if you feel safe and you feel like you can, you're not going to put your family in jeopardy and yourself, uh, uh, you know, get out and support the, the local businesses, the local economy, the elderly neighbors that you may have, you know, the uh, w- whatever the case may be. Uh, just, just get out and serve. Yes. And what I want to say is that if you need prayer, reach out to us. We would love to pray for you. Uh, if you have a family member that has been uh, affected by this, um, reach out to us. We would love yeah. to pray for you. We would love to pray for them. Um, if you need, if you just need uh, a vent, right? Someone to, someone to lash out at, Hey, let us know. We will, we will open our ear. Well, we'll open our, our inbox to you to lash out at us. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but really, if you, if you, if you need prayer in this time, because you're having a hard time with not panicking, not having anxiety, and you think that the world's going to end tomorrow, reach out to us and we will pray for you. We will pray for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so before, before we go, I want to read this. Uh, we, we got a, uh, a five-star rating from on iTunes from someone who Sweet. likes our, our podcast. This is from, it was actually from February 18th. We just hadn't been together really to record a show. Um, so this is from Jason the drummer and it says for someone who loves proper theology, this podcast has become one of my favorites. It hits on all sorts of topics. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Jason, the drummer. We seek to, uh, meet everyone's needs. We want to offend everyone equally. And we also want to edify everyone equally as well. Well, well so- and, and, and as a fellow drummer, thank you for Thank you for giving us that review. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, all right. We're getting out of here. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>